Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Wally coming to you live um, at 5.08 a.m. It is very dark this morning. Uh, It's cloudy. It's kind of misting. Um, So I actually have my phone out um, with the light on just so I can see the path. And I used to wonder why people would go ahead and push through in the rain and cold and all that. Um, And here's why I do it. Um, I want to knock it out today. Um, I just want to, you know, uh, get my steps in. That's big to me. Um, Consistency is um, really good for me. I can't say if it's good for everyone, because uh, I'm not everyone, um, but being in a groove is good for me. Uh, that's why I haven't tried to change the getting up early thing. It's because it's good for me. It's like right now, I feel like I'm the only person in the world, uh, me and God and my music, walking on this red, red uh, clay, not clay, um, gravel path and if you listen I don't know if you can hear but I can hear the water just a little bit I'm not back at that place but there are places along the way where it hits the rocks um, which y'all know if you listen that I love Um, it almost feels like I should whisper this morning Uh, um, I am wearing a Gordo Green Wave hat. Um, I bought this hat for my love for Gordo because of one family uh, who came to Safe Haven. Uh, I don't know if they're still going because uh, uh, Safe Haven, uh, when they left the theater, they picked two portions of the city to uh, go to as campuses. And the plan was to go to the church that's closest to your side. So south went to the south campus and north went to the north campus. And I think the ones in the middle got to pick. I don't know. And they didn't make anybody. They just said, this is what we suggest. Um, Now, like I've said before, they're both not called safe haven now. Uh, One safe haven, and that's the north campus. And that's where Troy preaches. Uh, Troy, of course, was the preacher before they left the theater. Uh, And I think he preached south a few times. At first, they were trying to let Hank. Hank is the preacher of Covenant now. Um, They were trying to let Hank preach some at the north and Troy preach some at the south. Um, But that didn't last long. And um, the whole partnership between the two changed Uh, and I was told I wasn't there some of this um, that they need to be their own churches Um, see some people do it and they pull it off Uh, the summit has done it they have made campuses and um, you know all under one roof so is desperation those are two places I know of course there's big big churches that do it Uh, But in this scenario, it didn't work. So, uh, but there's still two churches. 
all birthed from one place, um, and I am a piece of that birth. Uh, I was in town uh, in Tuscaloosa, uh, thankful to be in town, thankful to be a part of. Uh, uh, it's one of the blessings of my life. Um, it's part of the reason why I stayed so long. It's because I love it. Um, I have never been to the South many times, uh, uh, but I love people there. Um, Joseph, who leads worship there still, uh, I'm such a huge fan of his. Uh, I think he has three babies now, uh, and uh, I think he sells houses now uh, for the same people that Phil Duke sells for. Uh, I think it's called First Cat Class Reality. Um, and uh, they're good guys if you're ever looking for a house in Tuscaloosa, Northport, probably anywhere. They're trying to take over the nation if you're following Phil Duke like I do. Um, and Phil Duke led some at uh, Safe Haven there at the theater. Um, the theater was a blessing. It's not perfect, uh, but it was a blessing. And I miss those days. Um, I can trace things in my life from that, that place. Um, there's a couple that got married there. They're living back in Arkansas now. Um, I think I saw people get baptized there. Johnny Cannon, my favorite, one of my favorite baptisms there. Um, I used to like to stand down front in the front and then right behind it, behind the very first row of seats, like about 10 rows or whatever, there was like a mezzanine, I guess. And that's where we would put the... Uh, baptism thing uh, that we shared with desperation at that time uh, which nobody knows which I do I love it um, also uh, once saw someone get water in their face from the uh, baptistry when it got stuck on the high point it jammed in somebody's face and uh, thankful for their reaction they weren't mad um, it was like a six flag ride right there uh, on a Sunday uh, at her her response was classic. I loved it uh, and kind, uh, not mad. Um, so uh, there's that. So the Gordo hat. <laughs> uh, all that to say, the Gordo hat is for you, family. Uh, sometimes I don't want to mention people's names just because I, I probably mention people's names too much. Uh, but I. I hope you know, family, that I'm big fans of yours, uh, your grandbaby. Um, you know, I miss getting to say hello and see how you're doing. Uh, I miss coming to Gordo for the band thing to help serve. Um, I think all your kids are now out of high school, um, unless I'm reading it wrong. Um, you know, I'm a fan of you, and I wear this hat today for you. In the same way that I wear my Troy hat for Troy Church, um, Eric and Teresa Law go there. The, the Bertrams, uh, I think their new pastor's name is Zach. I just have met him once. He he's a super nice guy uh, and doing a good job as far as I can tell. Um, and Troy Church is still doing good. Um, I, I'll tell you a little inside baseball story um, that has to do with the theater. Um, Eric and Teresa were involved 
at Safe Haven. Um, very involved. Uh, Elder, uh, Eric was, and Teresa is just, you know, amazing, great heart, worshiper, um, server, all that stuff. Um, that's the thing that pe the people that God brought together in the beginning was so servant-hearted that doing things in the community, everybody was so in um, from the beginning, just always in. Uh, and the, the cool thing uh, is that God brought college students to help. Um, and those college students and young adults, young professionals, as Troy calls them, um, they were a big part of Safe Haven and what happened at Safe Haven. Um, but so was everyone, you know. Uh, when you have to set up every week, um, yes, people have to work hard. And, you know, you get wore out and burned out in that. But it also builds this camaraderie that happens in a new start that I don't think happens in traditional places because here's the thing new places can't make it without people uh, we need you that used to, I used to say that to people um, anyways um, Eric and Teresa moved to Troy that's where they were always headed after his time in Tuscaloosa he's a doctor he's my doctor thank the Lord uh, Teresa's also a doctor and they have this heart to serve. Uh, they have three boys. Uh, and one of them just maybe entered junior high, or I think. Um, sorry, I'm walking up that steep hill. And uh, it's rough sometimes. But uh, they're just special people. Uh, special friends for me. I sent Teresa a book this week that goes back to a conversation that we had sitting in our living room floor. Uh, Miss, I'm sure the, the Bertrams will be interested in the same book. I can only buy one. Sorry about that. Um, uh, Teresa was visiting back in Tuscaloosa after they had already moved. And she had already told me that if I knew anybody that wanted to plant a church to tell her or Eric. Because they knew they wanted to start help a church in their community in Troy. Um, the first person I sent them planted a church in Troy. It just wasn't a good fit. You know, sometimes... That happens. Uh, as far as I know, that church is doing fine. Um, so is Troy Church. Um, so I felt led when I saw her that day, standing over by the uh, concession stand area. I said, hey, I know somebody who I want to give them your name about being a pastor. Uh, and she was like, yes, yes. Um, and it's my good friend, Jason. Uh, Jason Durant, helper, writer of the book, uh, uh, English grammar better than Wally. Um, I think some of it has to do with he went to Corner, I went to Minor. Um, 
sorry minor on that one uh, corner kudos um, uh, yeah whoo sorry um, but I had to ask Jason first uh, and Jason was praying about starting a church and he was sure it was Jasper um, sure Jasper's right up the road from where I'm at uh, I am apprehensive about Jasper because how a church there treated my friend St. Green there not a fan of okay you know I'm a fan of Saint um, that church not a fan of them doing that St. Kingdom I hope uh, wish them well I wish they wouldn't have treated my friend bad that's what I think okay <clears throat> um, so I, I, I say Jason can I talk to you uh, he came by or I came by then so we took a ride up there by his house in Hayden um, he was serving in Hayden at that time doing youth um, and I said hey man if Jasper's the place Jasper's the place but if it's not, I'd love for you to talk to my friends, Eric and Teresa Law. Um, so that happened. They met. Um, he felt called to go there. Um, he goes there. They start a church. That's Troy Church. Um, that's a God thing. That's me helping with a God thing in the moment. It's not my glory, not anything I'm really doing outside of just putting people together. But Troy Church is started because of that connection. Um, and the Bertrams moved down. Uh, there's another couple that moved down um, that were from Hayden that were friends with Jason there in Hayden. Uh, they have a little baby. Um, and now they're back. They're not in Troy anymore, but the Bertrams still are. They're still real involved. I think uh, maybe elders and teachers, that kind of thing there at Troy Church, which is excellent. Um, yeah, so um, so that happened. They did it. They started church. They started meeting on campus. Um, now they are meeting in a high school. Uh, they're not planning on doing a building, as far as I know. Uh, I, I love Eric. I love his practicality. He's a very good money guy. Let me talk, tell you about Eric and Teresa. Um, when I say they said they're going to start a church, they meant we've saved our money also, and we're going to invest our lives in this. In fact, we're going to buy a house bigger than we need so we can host the church in our house before we move out of our church. That's the way they think. They're big thinkers, um, big doers. Um, I'm not saying they're better than anybody else, but I'm impressed by them. Uh, Eric has been my doctor a long time, and uh, I drive from Birmingham to there. I drove from t Panama City to there. Um, I don't know what the furthest distance. I mean, I asked my boss this week for a day off so I could go to the doctor in Troy. Um, and I know I'm going to miss some time this week because I have to go to the doctor. I don't know about this week. I don't know if I can get an appointment or not. So, um, Troy Church um, is built. So I have a hat from Troy. Um, the beginning of the book, uh, Pursue, by Wally Mackin, with help from Jason Durant. 
he don't want to put his name on it, so I'm just saying it more and more on the podcast, um, which he hates, I'm sure. Um, I'm sitting in Troy to go visit Jason, and uh, I'm sitting in the parking lot. It's probably 6 in the morning, um, and God washes this thing over me in that you're too comfortable. And at this time, I'm as leveraged as I can be for the glory of the Lord. I'm in in Tuscaloosa. I'm serving. I think that's right. I may be out in Tuscaloosa, but I'm still going. Um, and I'm there to help. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to live out that thing that God told me when I moved to Tuscaloosa. God told me, this is what I felt in my spirit, to help out with not just this church, but more than one. Um, And I'll tell you how I've lived that out. Uh, I prayed for Desperation Church. Every time I drove by Coleman, prayed for Desperation Church. Prayed for Keith. Prayed for Andy. So, uh, and I finally got to go visit and tried to go there, but it was like driving to Tuscaloosa. Uh, It's about an hour-ish round trip. which is fine, it's just I couldn't do the night things very good and work, regular job. Um, So, uh, but I'm a fan of them. Um, Yeah, so I prayed for, I still do. I don't pray as hard as I did in the beginning. Um, Let's just face it, they're a success as far as planting campuses and people coming, they're a success. Uh, Fan of, fan of them. Yeah, Uh, Troy Church, Uh, pray for Troy Church. Of course, I prayed more in the beginning. Uh, Just it's just one of those things, you know. Getting started, you tend to pray for them more. Uh, I think God puts it on your heart more. Uh, When I was praying, there weren't many people there, you know. And I've spoken there once. I was working for Dippin' Dots then, if anybody remembers. Uh, I don't know if it's still in their system. Probably not. Uh, I'm a, a low, low, low speaker. Uh, I'm not famous. You might not pick that up, but I'm not. Um, uh, it's still not light, by the way. Uh, so, Troy Church, if you're ever near Troy, Alabama, I would say that would be a church you should visit. Look for Eric and Teresa Law. Um, They probably will be there as long as they live in Troy, which is neat. Um, I need to say this, that Jason isn't there anymore. Um, That's their business. Um, That's business between the elders and Jason. Uh, I'm still a fan of both. Um, I'm closer to Jason but there's almost not a time that I go see Eric that I don't ask about Troy Church because I'm a fan of. You know, they're one of my places that I pray for. Uh, Desperation is a place I pray for. The High Point is a place that I pray for. Um, and little known fact, uh, I go to High Point before in the very beginning of High Point when they're meeting at Mr. Fike's house. And I make it until 
the they're at the school meeting in the gym, I think. And those chairs were the heaviest chairs I moved in starting churches. Heavy chairs, just telling you. Trust me. Um, and Joey's been the pastor from the beginning. Um, one of those things about new starts is uh, lots of times the original staff don't make it that long. So the pastor sometimes, Troy, uh, Joey, they have to bear the weight um, of lots of things that happens in seasons. There was a bigger team in Tuscaloosa than there was in um, at High Point. Uh, High Point is older than Safe Haven. Um, see, when I was at High Point in the beginning, I already knew that I was going to Tuscaloosa. Um, I'd already read Visioneering by then. Um, I had already given that to Troy. Uh, of course, Troy's not a fan of Andy, just to let, let you know. Um, I think he read it. I don't know. I liked it. Um, um, and then, uh, so I knew I was leaving High Point. Um, yeah. So Troy, it's the beginning place of the book. Uh, my friend Jason there, was there for a season. Uh, Eric and Teresa are there. Um, you might say, well, Wally, why don't you pray for her? traditional, been there a million year churches? Do. Um, still pray for Westwood. Uh, Westwood is approaching its 75th anniversary. Um, there again, Westwood treated my friend wrong in a not courteous way, which I'm just going to say this again. The church does that because church is ran by man. And sometimes men do things wrong. It's wrong to not be courteous, in my opinion. Uh, yes, I know you're busy, churches. I get it. But when you have staff, when you have assistants, it's not that hard to just say you're not the guy. I'm just saying that. In a kind way, you don't have to hurt their feelings. You can just tell them they're not your guy. Uh, I'm sorry soapboxing it on that with you churches, but it's a truism. According to Wally, that is. Um, so, uh, that, you know, the command to me was to be a part of more than one church start. Uh, so, I, one way I could do that is pray, and it never was money, monetarily. Um, the only place I have ever given money to that I was not attending is Safe Haven. Um, and I have sent some money Safe Haven's way this year. Um, it's twofold. I love it. I love Safe Haven. Uh, I miss it. And sometimes, some seasons when I was there, I was so broke, I couldn't give much money, so I gave my time. Uh, I don't have time to give them in anymore because uh, I live in the Villay on the Healy over by Bottenfield. Which, by the way, FYI, if you went to Crumley Chapel, they're tearing that bad boy down. Uh, I need to go take a picture of that this morning. Uh, Yes, I do. Yes, yes, I do. Um, uh, Bottenfield's gone. Crumley Chapel's gone. Uh, these are places I attended. Bottenfield, uh, the Bengals, green and gold, uh, are no more. Uh, I never looked good in green and gold. Uh, Adamsville was green and gold also. Uh, I was number 76 uh, when I played with Jimmy Brown in the 80-pound football team I was not very good 
Jimmy Brown was excellent. In fact, Jimmy Brown and his family is one of the times I went to church before I became a believer. Um, I was the only white person there. Uh, and then some racist type people did something negative to them after I left, which I never knew until way many years later. I always wondered why we didn't do it again. It's because racists um, who claim white pride, which is I'm against, I hate it, um, and they carried flags that I hate, um, that are about hate. Anyways, um, they did something, a demonstration in their yard um, to tell them not to have any more white kids over. Um, so they never did, my guess is, for fear of their life. How about that? How about that for some crap? Uh, Jimmy Brown uh, was a good guy, still is a good guy as far as I know. Um, I hope he's still going to church. His mom was so nice, uh, raising those boys. He had an older brother. I see him out. I used to see him out some. He did, does some job where he services um, convenience stores. It's like a food thing. Um, he was an excellent basketball player. I was very young. They had a square goal. Um, but I remember how good a basketball player was, how high he could jump. And Jimmy was a great tailback, uh, 25. Um, just, man, just a good guy. Adamsville Lions is who they were. I guess Adamsville was the uh, the feeder to Bottenfield. Uh, Park West is the other little place. Park West got torn down so Walmart could be in Adamsville. And then they built them a new thing down the road. And my neighbors to the right actually played football there. I went to a game of theirs a few years ago. Uh, I don't know if they're still playing. They're getting big. Um, and they may not talk to me anymore. I'm not cool. Uh, that my little neighbor to the left is not little anymore. Um, it was his birthday yesterday. They had a party uh, for him. I actually got to get him something for his birthday. Um, his mom gave me a basketball goal uh, that was on the ground so I, I can have some hoops in the uh, pool, poule, uh, in the poof. Poof is a game that I invented. Uh, Jason helped me name. Uh, my brother and I played the most. Uh, poof was a game with plastic balls. Uh, I prefer the wiffle balls. Um, and I made up holes. One of the holes is the swimming pool. Because I would go out my back porch and just pitch the ball into the pool. Um, in this season, I was playing golf some. Here's the thing about golf. Golf is for rich people. I'm not rich. Um, there is one summer where Jason and I, and I think somebody else, but I can't remember who it was, did get a little membership to Percy Markham International Memorial where we could walk it for free, but we had still had to pay for the carts, which you always want the carts in golf. If you're smart, uh, beware of driving those bad boys. You can wreck them um, very close many times. Uh, pretty close to death more than once there. The Percy Markham International Memorial fell in a hole there uh, that went all the way up to my hips. That's how deep the hole was. Um, Percy Markham International Memorial. Um, first place I broke 100 was playing with a guy who had uh, heart problems. When we stopped at the halfway point to get a sandwich, he had to get a uh, nitro to finish the round. I uh, got him to sign my ticket at the time. Don't know where that ticket is, or a scorecard. 
to prove that I made it to a hundred under the hundred. That was my first time without cheating, no kicking the ball around, none of that. The only time I ever broke a hundred was Percy Markham International Memorial. Um, if I'm on the senior tour, I was going to list it as my home course, um, but it is no more. It was back to being a pasture or a field. Um, yeah. Okay, you don't know this, that was a quick little break. I just got in the car, um, got the air on, of course, you can hear it. Uh, drink me a little drink of water. Um, it's starting to lighten up a little. It's still overcast and it's a little foggy. Um, I'm sitting over where the creek people, they have a canoe thing. Uh, I'm parked in the one place that doesn't go to the canoe place. Um, I don't know how the canoe business works here because the water's not always up, so um, I like it. I like that there's a canoe business there. Um, I don't like that they got all the parking places and I could get in trouble for it, but whatever. Um, oh, I was going to read you Philippians 3. Uh, not all of it, just some of it. Uh, as we parse, and the, the title over it is No Confidence in the Flesh. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. You hear that? No confidence in the flesh. That's that same thing that goes all the way back to the Tower of Babel where men can do anything. Here's Paul, who knows that, saying, put no confidence in the flesh, um, in your own strength. Yes, you might can build a giant building, but it's nothing. Um, it's his way or your way. And if you're living your way, it's going to end, and it's going to end in nothing. If you lived his way, you become a part of his story that lives on for history. Just FYI. Though I myself have reasons for such confidence. He's about to list something. Go ahead and know that. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. I'm telling you, Paul is a confident dude. He is, um, I think he's a black and white thinker. I think he's harsh to people probably in person. Uh, I think he's a prophet type. I think prophet types don't sugarcoat. They give it to you. And I, I like it. Um, I'm going to say something about football in a little bit. So it's about confidence too. And I'm going to say a rumor that I've heard, and I know you're not supposed to talk about rumors, but I'm going to tell you one. <laughs> it's about football in my team, Auburn. Okay. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Love that. Um, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, 
I'm the top of the line of the law. As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless, without fault. Don't fail. No, ever do anything wrong. I'm one bad mother. Okay? But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Um, schooling, Gamiel sat at his feet, uh, which is a hard thing to do. It's hard to be one of his assistants, uh, mentor, mentee thing. Um, uh, even people who are not believers in Israel still call, count Gamaliel as a uh, big figure. Um, Paul's a big dude in the whole religion. So. Sorry, I'm trying to get back to where I was. And he counts it all as loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, who, for whose sake I have lost all things. Money, home, prestige, lost it all. Um, I consider them garbage. This is NIV, by the way. Uh, that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, from doing, from working hard, but that which comes through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith that you don't have on you don't have anything to have confidence in in your doing you don't believe on your own so from full confidence in yourself to no confidence in yourself to needing him to even have faith uh, big I want to know Christ yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings Paul did it he suffered for Christ, um, becoming like him in his death. Uh, I don't know, you know, everything about how people are martyred and all that stuff. Uh, wasn't there. Um, Paul was martyred. Um, I don't know the, all the story. Um, becoming like him in his death. And so somehow attaining the resurrection from the dead, and that's in heaven, that's not on earth. Paul doesn't come back. Um, not that I have already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to yet have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and sharing and sharing Straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's Paul. And I'm stopping right there. That's verse 14. Um, I, like Paul, counted all his loss. 
nothing is better than Jesus. Nothing. The, the thing of knowing him is better than anything in this world. I'm 53. There's nothing better. There's good things here. Love is good. Um, Niagara Falls is cool. The Empire State is cool. Golden Gate is cool. Um, swimming pools are fun. Creeks, the water, the ocean, the beach. Cruises. Um, nice cars. They're all good. But there's nothing that compares to him. Nothing. And I'm happy that I'm at that place. I'm happy. Um, in from 16 to 53, I haven't always lived that way. Uh, there are seasons where I've done my own thing. Those seasons are failures. Those seasons are the reason why it's called the podcast for screw ups. The reason why there's a book about being a screw up. The reason why I call myself a screw up is because I have screwed up. I'm not like Paul. I can't list off my credentials. I don't have credentials like that. I'm not a Hebrew of Hebrew. I wasn't born on the eighth day. I'm not circ- I am circumcised, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not circumcised to be a part of a religion. Uh, that just happens to coincide. Uh, and if, if I became a believer late in life and I wasn't circumcised, I wouldn't get circumcised. That, that would be a painful, painful thing. Uh, respect to people who've done that. <laughs> uh, not me. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I want to be like Jesus. Paul wanted to be like Jesus. He counted it all loss for him. Paul, I, I don't know what you think about this. I don't know if he's a high eyewitness account, uh, but I think he might have saw him on the road when he became blind. Uh, that's just a think. I don't know that. I apologize for even throwing it out there. Um, when I am is in the Bible in the Old Testament, Paul gets it. He understands it. Uh, so does Louis, by the way. Louis has a, I've heard Louis talk about I am. I still circle I am things in the Old Testament because um, it means something big. Just FYI, it's just like um, I, I'm going to give you something that somebody told me to do when you start talking about election and all that stuff. Because elections in the Bible, okay? Um, write down in your Bible or write on a piece of paper if you don't write in your Bible. Every time you see "saved," um, "not of your own," uh, "grace," "not of your own flesh." Just times you see things like that in the Bible and just see how many times it's in the Bible uh, that salvation is not based on you. Because uh, preachers preach it that way. And they don't, lots of times they don't mean to say it's a choice, but sometimes people think it's just a choice. And I don't know what the percentage is that has to do with man, but you don't believe on your own don't believe dead people can regenerate themselves. It's a fight in the church. I'm not trying to bring up a fight in the church. Um, you can believe what you want to, and I'll let you believe what you want to. It's just, 
read the scripture cover to cover and look for things in the scripture. Um, that's what I, that's my advice to you. I don't, I'm not trying to be a part of the argument because I think the argument is stupid. Um, I think it's stupid to argue. Some people don't. Um, I want to love Jesus. I want to be called a Christian. I don't want to be called some words that get attached to people as believers and they fight about it. Um, I don't want to fight. I, I had a fuss yesterday with somebody in my family. It still impacts me. It still impacts me that I made that person cry. So I don't want to do that with my brothers and sisters. Um, in this scenario, I don't want to discuss it. Unless you really want to have a discussion where you can be open about it. Um, and I'll be open, and I'll tell you what I think. But if you're just wanting to fight... I have no desire to fight about it. Um, let's let it play out. You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay to wait until I die to find out the truth about these fights that we have. I'm okay with that. I don't think the church should fuss with each other. I think we should let people believe what they want to believe. And then, if it's not heresy, uh, and then let's find out. Uh, and that's the same thing with sin. You may not think what you're doing is sinful. I give you that right to do that. Do that sin. Go ahead. Live in freedom. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's good for you. Let's see how it plays out. Are you confident in yours all the way to death and the resurrection in heaven? Are you confident in it? I am confident in my way to the point of death that I will find out when I wake up in eternity. That's just me. That's Wally. Uh, I have a theory about the dinosaurs. Like I said before, I think the dinosaurs were running away from the flood, and they died in the flood, many of them. Uh, that's my that's my theory. Jurassic Park's not coming back. Um, love the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Uh, he wrote a book on the climate uh, that people don't talk about, but it's very good uh, and very true. And people probably hated him for writing it. Uh, because... Uh, the people on the other side of the argument, in my opinion, don't want to talk about it. Just like me about this, I don't want to fight. Uh, but I can talk about it. I can talk about all things because I have an opinion on all things. Because I want to know what I believe on all things. Um, it doesn't have to be my way for me to believe. I'm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Uh, not that I've been in the, the scenarios they've been in. That either God will save me or He won't. You know, that's the thing. I'm for Him no matter what happens to me. It's the same thing with my job. God will provide for me or He won't. In my life, He never has not. Now, I've screwed up things, yes. My sin has prevented me from things, yes. But even in bad seasons, he's blessed me. Uh, to 53, he's blessed me. Uh, I, I lean towards Joshua, what Joshua said to the people of Israel. God kept all his promises. Uh, and uh, I was reading Joseph this morning, and 
here's the thing about God. Um, sometimes he doesn't rescue you from your trouble. Um, Joseph had to go to prison for something he didn't do, and he got stuck there. Because of something he didn't do, God didn't magically fix him. I don't know how health and wealth people deal with that, that God didn't fix it. Because health and wealth people, the smiling people, the people who are trying to get you to send in their money for a prayer cloth, that kind of thing, I don't know what they deal with, how they deal with trouble and cancer and death. I don't know how they deal with it because they're all sunshine and rainbows and lions, in my opinion. To me, that's heresy. It's heresy not to tell people that they sin. I don't care if 30,000 people come to your church. I don't care. It's heresy if you don't tell people the truth. And I know people think that about election and the other side of election, which to me is free will. Let's let it play out. If you're confident in your free will teaching, preach it, brother. Live in freedom. Let's play, let it play out. I can tell you again what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon says the blood of the people that you preach to are going to heap up on your doorstep if you don't preach it. Um, let me say this as a warning to pastors. Many, 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 many pastors don't deal with controversial passages because they don't want to. They don't want to deal with divorce. They don't want to talk about divorce. They don't want to talk about Romans 9. Romans 9 has a line in it that says, Jacob I love, Esau I hate. Preachers don't want to deal with it. I've only heard one preacher in my life preach on it. His name is Troy Nicholson, and he did it at Safe Haven Church. I'm sure D. Martin Lloyd-Jones did. I'm sure Piper does. I'm sure lots of guys who I like have. friends, brothers, preachers who don't preach the whole Bible, I hope what you're getting is from God, and it's not from you. I hope you're not worried about people's feet being stepped on. And here again, I don't believe in that preacher's on a roll, he's really giving it to people. I don't believe in that. I believe the Holy Spirit is what does that. You can say both things, but the Spirit is what convicts people. Um, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, so, And I'm going to mess up everything by doing this, but I'm going to do it anyways because it's, it's on the subject of something that I want to say. Um, there's a football player at Auburn. He was at Auburn. Uh, and I like him. And I'm for Auburn. That's my team. So I don't root against the players or the coaches. And I don't say, let's fire a coach. I'm not a big, let's fire the guy. I'm always like, let's let it play out and hope that they'll do good. Um, in fact, Auburn has a coach right now that people hate. Um, he almost got fired after his first year. I don't know anything about him. <coughs> uh, I think he believes some things I don't believe spiritually. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that people are trying to get him, which I don't like because it's America, okay? Uh, he can believe what he wants to believe. Uh, 
Um, there's a player. His name is Patrick Nix. Um, he was the quarterback at Auburn. Someone told me, who has the inside source kind of thing, it's not Jeffrey Lee. Don't ever think I said anything that Jeffrey Lee said. Uh, Jeffrey Lee has never told me anything inside. Um, never. Uh, I do like Jeffrey Lee. I do follow him on Twitter. Um, I know him since he was in eighth grade. <laughs> uh, I think Jeffrey Lee is a great writer. He doesn't write a lot on the, on the uh, rival side, I think it is. I'm sorry, Jeffrey, if I got that wrong. Um, uh, he wrote at this little newspaper in Roanoke, maybe. Uh, and I used to love to hear him talk about things, and I can't wait. He's one of those people that'll get the book for free. Uh, I don't know why. I just want to send it to him. Uh, I love Jeffrey Lee. Uh, he knows that, I hope. Uh, I sent him a message recently. Uh, I always check in on him. Uh, he does a job I love. I love football. Anyways, back to Patrick Nix, who I think is a believer. Uh, so I'm for him already. But I'm for him because he was my quarterback. And I always thought Malzahn, this is just personal opinion, uh, I always thought Malzahn didn't use him right because I think Malzahn, at his best, has a runner-thrower. That's his best. Cam Newton is the best version of um, his offense. That's my opinion. Uh, he may think different. I, when he's at another small place, he threw around. Um, but I think he does best when he has a runner-thrower. <clears throat> And Patrick Nix is a little bit of a runner, but he's more of a thrower. He's a true quarterback, passer, model, whatever you call it, traditional passer, model, uh, quarterback. Um, I heard that his confidence, his cockiness uh, hurt the team. Now, I don't know that. It's a rumor. Um, I hate it because I'm for him. And I'm for every player. If you went to Auburn, I'm a fan of you. When you go in your future, I'm a fan of you. Um, if I follow you, it's because I like you. I'm for you. Uh, you, you know, you're my, you're my team. Um, you always will be my team. Um, and um, I'm always going to be for you. Always. Um, yeah, so, and I wish him good luck at Oregon, and I hope he does well, and I hope he makes it to the pros. I'm a fan of you, Patrick Nix. Uh, and if you're too confident, I hope you get humility. Um, so, this is the end of the old podcast.